Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Cinephiles Extended Cut, the show where we break down the biggest stories of the week, as well as a few that didn't quite make the cut. So if you like this show, be sure to subscribe to Mojo Talks for more. I am your host, Matt Campbell. We got Phoebe, who's just always laughing up a storm, almost ruining every take. <laughs> Phoebe, how's it going? trying to mess me up to, yeah. to ruin the take. We got Liam, as usual, at the end of the table. Yes. And we have a special guest today because Justin couldn't make it. Manny, the best director that you'll, you'll ever find. No, no, Manny. Manny. Oh, Welcome. Forget you. Scorsese, forget Spielberg. Manny is the best <laughs> director of all time. Well, thanks, Scorsese. guys. Thanks for the compliments. Scorsese. I'm just happy to be here. Are you a cinephile or not? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's Scorsese. Scorsese. It's actually pronounced Scorsese. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <God. laughs> no. Anyways, Manny, welcome. Uh, thanks so much for replacing Justin. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. We definitely needed another uh, comic book fan on here. Yeah, and tease another little story we have in the future. Phoebe's not going to be happy with it. But she's not, because we always talk comic books. Yeah. Justin betraying us playing video games all day. Yeah. Ooh. What's up? Not with to that? expose him, but. Exposed. <laughs> Over on our sister channel, Mojo, Mojo Play. Yeah. Subscribe, oh. like, and subscribe. Subscribe, like, and hit that bell, kids. Because that's matches. what you need. I would like to continue talking about video games. This is not a no. show about video no. games, am I right? No, no it is not. Am I right? No. So right, let's talk sir. about some movies. Um, it's Ooh. our little segment called What You Watching. It's self-explanatory. So let's start with our guest. What have you been uh, peeping on, on the big screen lately, Manny? <laughs> Actually, last night I got to see Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, oh. I did was, you go solo? I did not go solo. I went with my buddy Elio, another Italian guy. Nice. Um, lots of shout outs yeah. to Lots of shout outs to Italy. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> also a shout out to Alex in the control room yeah. for switching this episode, <laughs> replacing you, Alex. me. Thanks Alex. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was okay. It was good. It was a Star Wars movie. <laughs> That was good, made. Like, oh man, I am not hyped at fine, all. Fine. <laughs> Star Wars you're like such a okay, huge Star Wars fan. I feel like this is like a really bad review that you're giving. I'm not giving it a bad review. I'm giving it a review as a Star Wars film. And I find, for me, I always found it unnecessary for us to get a, so a solo solo movie. Yeah. yeah. But oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> solo solo. So I don't know. I feel like Disney maybe missed the boat on this one. Maybe this should have been a, maybe a Netflix original series. <laughs> Maybe a good way for them to launch their streaming platform. Ooh. Could have been the story of young Han Solo going on these adventures with like a ragtag team of like bounty hunters and other smugglers. Would have been great. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich mm -hmm. did yeah. a fantastic job playing oh, Solo. A lot like of pressure saying, on him. Like I've been saying, he's going to kill it. Yeah, I got to give credit to Liam on this one. Uh, you did call it. <laughs> I'm saying did it for say. the past like five million weeks. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's all I've been watching. I mean, that's Donald what Glover? I got to see. Donald Glover was oh. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, wasted in the movie. Uh, his character of Lando Calrissian was kind of like a throwaway type of character. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give too much away. Mm -hmm. uh, still, guys, go out and see it. You know, Disney uh, needs your $17, I think it costs, <laughs> to buy a ticket here today. Depends <laughs> if you're seeing it in the IMAX or, yeah. yeah. I almost think it would have uh, been better if the movie was, like, really bad. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like... It's so lame. This movie just like came out and people it's are just like, like eh. lukewarm. Yeah, people are yeah, like it's like, about mm. it. It's, I feel I think like that's, get, it would get more talk if it was like really bad. Yeah, it, it, that's like the collective review of everybody yeah. as I was walking like, out. So yeah. I'm like, what did you think? They're all like, yeah, but I mean, it was okay. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. No, it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you sure, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's yeah. just because Disney, the like, thing. Disney just refuses to put out a bad movie. So yeah, yeah. Ron Howard saved the movie, and you can tell when he stepped in at what point. Oh, that's interesting. He saved the movie. It shows. 
the Ron Howardness of it. He brought back that nostalgia that he mm-hmm. had from Willow. He worked with George Lucas. <laughs> wait, wait, this wait, is really important. I want to pause. Really yeah. He made another Willow. space Amazing movie and you don't go with that. <laughs> I know. It would be the easy bet to go with Apollo 13, but I'm saying that he worked with George Lucas very closely on Willow because he couldn't direct that movie. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just find that nostalgia in that movie and how he always wanted to do a Star Wars movie. And he did Willow because George Lucas is like, hey, do you want to do this movie for me? And he's like, oh, here's my chance to work with him. <laughs> So then oh, when Disney man. offered him this, I feel like, oh, maybe this is what I would have done back yeah. then if I would have got a Star Wars Interesting. Movie. It just sucks that's that you didn't get to review. do it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I'm discrediting like your opinion, but it's, it's just, you need to write reviews because I don't think anyone else in the whole world was like, oh, vibes of Willow on this yeah. one. That's amazing. Uh, Phoebe, what have you been watching? I watched an old classic. I watched Forrest Gump with my family oh. this week. Yeah. I revisited that film. It's so good and it's aged so well. Uh, a lot of people would not agree. Really? But I do. But I, w- w- what's the what's the what's the gripe with it? I'm not. There's, there's it's been like, a kind of a hated movie now. There's, it's been, just, yeah, really? there's been a camp yeah. of people that that have come out against that movie. Yeah. Okay, for some well, reason, because like I don't know, it's like the hardest movie to hate. I think for yeah. me personally, like it's, it's just like, Forrest Gump. It's like such a feel good movie. It man. is. It's, it's a very feel good movie. Yeah. I actually have a very interesting anecdote about this film that I don't know if a lot of people know and maybe will have something to do with why people have an issue with it. Okay. Uh, the film is actually based on a book mm-hmm. and yeah. when the book was adapted into a film they they made an agreement with the writer and his name is escaping me uh, that he would get a percentage <laughs> of the film's revenue and then they told him that the film didn't make any money so he didn't get anything. And he ended up writing like a follow-up book that basically talked about how he like got cheated out of like tons of money by this huge studio. And it's like one of the most, it's one of the most classic films of all time. Like how could yeah. you not have Wait, made they, any money? They just how, told him that he didn't, they did the movie didn't make any money. Was yeah, it like the like biggest he, movie of 1995? Yeah. Like, That's what I, I thought. I think that maybe he was a little uh, unaware or, do you know what I mean? Like a little dumb. He didn't yeah. have anybody like looking out <laughs> for him. Check the box office numbers, bro. Anyway, this is, this is on our Watch Mojo list of top 10. I think it's movie adaptations that the authors hated. Okay, and right. You can hear the whole story there, but it's really good. Uh, anyway, oh. I just want to say and go on record that my favorite Tom Hanks movie is Big. That's his best performance. Oh, yeah. I don't, Interesting. I don't care what anybody says. That's his best performance. It's a great movie. It's an amazing movie. It's good. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite of his. It's but iconic. That dancing on the piano scene, that's just like true. amazing. You're not Incredible. wrong. Incredible. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Liam, what about you? Uh, so I, I don't know why I did. I actually, maybe I do know, maybe I do know <laughs> why. It's a great so, start. So long, <laughs> so long time listeners might know of my obsession of, with Spy Kids. Not again. Oh God, <laughs> no, not again. I did rewatch Spy Kids. Okay, thank God. <clears throat> but I was inspired to revisit, not revisit, because I haven't seen them, but visit, uh, take a whole visit to Robert Rodriguez's back catalog, I guess. And I watched El Mariachi, which he oh, shot for nice. $7,000, and it ended up making like $2 million or something yeah, like that, cool. which is crazy. And so like, I went into it, I was reading it. It was like put out by Columbia Pictures, which is like a huge movie yeah. studio. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like this must be like, I don't know. I, like, I went into it, and I was like, it starts, and I'm like, this is basically a student film. Like it's, I know we were talking about this earlier, yeah. that like, it's crazy how, I, like, he must have found so many loopholes as to how to make this movie for super cheap, right? Yeah, I mean... When uh, you watch on uh, the Once Upon a Time in Mexico DVD, he talks about how he put it together, that film, and he pretty much just took a camera crew, yeah, not even a camera crew, he took himself and a couple of lights, and he went down to Mexico. Uh, I think it's one of his buddies that he cast in the main role. And what's a really 
fun scene is that scene where they're shooting up the car. Yeah. They're actually using real Uzis and they're shooting wow. into a car. <laughs> and uh, apparently those guys are real cartel guys like that he found to shoot Well, yeah, none car. of them look like actors. And then they I guess... They are all horrible in that movie. So I don't know... I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a testament to if you want to do something as a filmmaker, yeah. Yeah, you seriously. can. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I, um, so that's, uh, that's some advice for all you would-be filmmakers. Super Get some gangsters to shoot up super inspirational, that movie. Yeah. Just from a like a production standpoint, um, so I don't know what Desperado and because I'm probably going to talk about that in the future because I want to watch all of them. Right. Um, but well, Desperado is based. Is it the on, same character? It's it, more like Desperado is in this universe where Desperado exists. There's this myth of oh, okay. this mariachi who is the character from the first movie <laughs> that walks around with a guitar case full of guns. Yeah. So we don't know. If they recast the El Mariachi character as that's what I was gonna Antonio say. It's Banderas. like the first movie; they're all like non-actors, but then this, right. but then they just replace but him. He's, with, he's with gone Antonio on record Banderas. and said that El Mariachi, the guy in the first movie, is a character because it's a trilogy. Yeah, it's called "Is Once Upon a Time in Mexico" trilogy yeah. or something like Mexico that. Mexico trilogy, trilogy, I think. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, yeah, and this, and what's funny is that the second time when they were shooting the third movie with Johnny Depp. They couldn't get any of their guns into Mexico because they couldn't clear the customs. So they had to use plastic <laughs> replicas oh boy. for wow. like the whole church <laughs> shootout scene. So that whole shootout scene is all everybody miming what a gun would do. <laughs> That's crazy. And then they did everything in post, which is funny because in the first one, they couldn't get guns in, blank guns in Mexico. So they're like, oh, we'll just use, use real, real guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm excited to watch the next few. Anyways. Cool. Yeah. Desperado, cool. the first one is really good it's, Great. it's a fun time and it's the second one I- interesting to watch just from a production mm-hmm. standpoint it's like how did they do this on seven thousand? yeah for me I, I feel like uh, once upon a time in mexico is the beginning of the end of robert rodriguez's career oh come on spy kids he did spy kids after that yeah yeah for sure <laughs> I mean, before that, that. we got we got to stop with the spy <laughs> kids trilogy. i'm sorry what'd you watch what'd you watch what did Matt? i watch yes thank you for, well thank you for asking um i hit up netflix and i mm. watched uh game over man Oh, oh, lovely! That oh comedy God. with, uh, you know, with the with the boys, workaholics. yeah, the workaholics boys. It was not great, <laughs> but it was, it was spoiler funny. alert. It was <laughs> funny. It was yeah. extremely ridiculous. My, my dad watched it. it. Yeah, yeah, it was so. like, yeah, he, my dad watched it, and he told me he's like, yeah, it was like so crude and like so. Yeah. Even though he doesn't really care about that stuff, he was just like, it's like a, a comedic diehard, basically. Yeah. It I'm was, like a workaholics fan, and I would not watch that movie. It just like it has no appeal to me. I feel like yeah. it's just like. It was one of those nights where I was just like, oh, I want to watch something, dumb. you know, something dumb. I don't want to think too much. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> and I was slightly entertained. I, I would I, I would recommend if you feel the same way, like, oh, I just want to watch something Sometimes you just silly. have those nights. Yeah. yeah. You watch I feel like when they nights. put that movie together, they're, I give credit to these guys. They started on MySpace, and then they went on to YouTube and doing sketches, and eventually they got their show, and they created this following. Mm-hmm. I give them a lot of respect for that, because oh, not sure. many people no, can sure, break yeah. into the mainstream and actually then after be in movies and all yeah. that. Yeah. And I mean, Adam Devine is his name, right? Yeah. He's everywhere now. He's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Anders Holmes, the other guy, too. He's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just... I feel like this one, Netflix said, hey, man, you know, like, here's uh, exactly. 10 million bucks. Do you guys want to make a movie? Yeah. And they're like, sure. Do what you Let's want. Let's do Workaholics uh, Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. And, and they'll have that movie forever in their catalog. People could check it, it out on yeah. those yeah. those kind of nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's so, such a no-brainer for them. It was fun. There's a lot of fun cameos in it, too. Yeah. I will say that. Definitely. I don't want don't to spoil Ooh, any of them. But, uh, no, do not spoil. Yeah. One. No, there's some pretty good ones. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Uh, so that was What You Watching. Um, next are the three biggest stories of the week, and we're going to get to that uh, real soon. All right, guys, we're back, and we're going to talk about the three biggest stories of the week. We're going to start things off. Phoebe, I'm sorry. It's another superhero story. 
But in this day and age, we have to expect it. I would I'm say not the some, biggest fan either. Liam's not the biggest fan either. But I would say this is some positive superhero I agree. Story. And I was worried because Justin left. Um, he's our big comic book uh, connoisseur. Nerd. But Manny, you're just as big of one, aren't you? Yeah. You're Mr. Geek. I'm not Mr. Geek, but I am a geek. I am a Mr. Geek. Okay. I am a Mr. Geek. That no, is fair. Take out the Mr. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mr. Just okay. geek. Um, so with all that said, the story, well, maybe you'll like this because maybe it involves like Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. I do like Ooh. him. I am a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. He cool. He cool. He cool. He I fine. loved cool? Nightcrawler. Yes. Oh my God. What Nightcrawler. a performance Amazing. that yes. was by not Mr. a superhero Gyllenhaal. movie. Brilliant. He looked so nope. weird. <laughs> not a superhero nope. movie. Sorry. Um, yeah, I saw that at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, oh, or for you people who like to you. say uh, TIFF. Okay, get to it's the story. Yeah. All right, so let's so move the on. The story is Jake Gyllenhaal is in, talk, in talks uh, to star as the new villain in Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. Spider-Man Homecoming 2? Any guesses on who it is? I know who it is. I know you who it know is. You all know who it is. We read we the notes before. Probably so my favorite Spider-Man know. villain, I think. Really? Based on the Spider-Man video game. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, it's Mysterio for all our audience listening. Mysterio. Oh. Is that a hot take that he's my favorite? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's Is pretty it? I just cool. remember playing that Spider-Man video game and it being so creepy. But he's, he just like has a fishbowl in his head and he's yeah. kind of creepy. He's Fish? like the Joker of, I guess. He's like, one of the like the more popular villains of Spider-Man, isn't he? Yeah. Um, what's really cool is that he was a Hollywood stuntman. Yes. So I find it really cool that they got like a cool Hollywood star like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal to portray this character. Yeah, I think yeah. he's going to do a great job. Um, it's cool that they're going with this villain because I think we're all kind of like over the other villains that yeah. we got. Like yeah, Dr. Octopus sure. is like a given. I mean, look what they did with the Vulture in the first Homecoming. They mm-hmm. made him such a cool, relatable character. Uh, and Michael Keaton. like I'm obsessed with Michael Keaton. And I feel like they're <laughs> what's cool about these Homecoming movies, it looks like what they're going to do is they're casting these crazy celebrities to be the villains. Yeah. And I think yes. if you look at all the Marvel movies, that's always something they've kind of been lacking. Some of their villains have been kind of like throwaway. Yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite villain, this is going to sound horrible, was the Red Skull from Captain America. Oh. Just because Hugo Weaving did such a cool performance. I know a lot of people say, oh, he phoned it in. He had a terrible accent. But I just feel like that whole movie was kind of like a throwback to these adventure films. Yeah. And, you know, he went full comic book villain i think he's the only one in the entire cinematic universe that says i'm going to be a comic book villain this villain is ridiculous he's mm-hmm. an evil genius i'm going to play it the way i think and i think he did a fantastic job do we uh, go ahead Liam? it's true i like i think the the take like one of the probably the biggest takeaway from homecoming was like michael keaton as the vulture mm-hmm. and it's interesting that like you say that that they're casting these like huge names that you don't typically see in villain roles, I guess. Yeah. Michael yeah. Keaton was known as a hero. Like, he was. He's. Michael I guess he was Beetlejuice. Batman. But, yeah. Yeah. Hero. I like how he was known as a hero. He was Beetlejuice. That is the. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice, my hero. Beetlejuice, yeah. the hero. <laughs> well, that was actually my question for you guys. Um, it's exactly that. All these superhero movies seem to really be going all out, like top of the A list for all their their villains now. You know, like Thor Ragnarok had Kate Blanchett. Like she's yeah. at the top of like. Yeah female actors in Hollywood. Yeah. They're going after Jake Gyllenhaal, who's one of the, the biggest uh, actors in Hollywood right now. And typically so, goes for like more subtle roles, I guess. Yeah, right? exactly. He doesn't yeah. really do these like superhero movies, so I'm excited yeah. to see. So so for people who are kind of like getting tired or you know they, they think there are too many superhero movies out at this point, do you think the hiring of like these superstar actors kind of like gets people more interested in it for the people who are kind of tired out of it? I 
I think that I can speak to that because I'm sort of suffering from that mm-hmm. you know, exhaustion. Not that I don't I don't like superhero movies. I'm just sort of like I'm tired of talking about them. Right. And for me, it's sort of like it doesn't have an impact anymore when you hear like, oh, this person is being cast or this person is being cast. It all just sort of gets lost in the shuffle for me. Okay. And like you were saying, Jake Gyllenhaal is usually the kind of person who takes smaller, more like I don't want to say indie roles, but more interesting roles yeah. with like a lot of depth. And not to say this character doesn't have depth, but like. It seems very out of character for him to be starring in a superhero film. Yeah. And it seems like everybody's just jumping on the superhero bandwagon because it's such a huge uh, phenomenon right now. Yeah. So it's just, I don't really care. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal, but I'm like, it doesn't make me like, oh, I can't wait to see Spider Man. But I think for the, yeah. for me, it's like the combination of him being an excellent actor and yeah. Mysterio being an interesting villain, I think, for yeah. me at least. Like so that's yeah. that like I think I probably will see this just because of that and I want to see okay. like what he does with the role. Yeah. It's interesting like for me personally when I hear that these big actors are being cast like Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors. I was like, "Oh man, that's really cool." But then like after the initial like shock passes, I'm like, "Oh, but he's like cast in a big budget superhero movie that I don't yeah. necessarily go to the movies to see all the time." And I'm like, I, Kind of, I like it's. It, he's not selling out, but it's almost has That's that kind how, of feeling. It has that you know? kind of feeling. Yeah. I would never say like, anything bad about him because he can do whatever he wants with his career. It's course, just it yeah. feels like I'm like, oh come on, you it's know, like, there like, was you like, can do better. Exactly, like, was, you're better than that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I think there was a time where I shared that sentiment. Like I remember when Joaquin Phoenix was in talks to play Doctor Strange, and yeah. I like he's. I think Joaquin Phoenix like might be my favorite actor, and he might go right even now be playing like the Joker too, in like that yeah, and standalone. I, one. But there was a, there was a time where I saw news like that, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're. Your talent is so much better served somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think you guys are not giving superhero movies the credit that they're due. Like I mean Here a we lot go. of these the other side. A yeah. lot of these movies are really well written. Still to date, even though it's been out like for six years yeah. now, The Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie. It just has mm-hmm. like what they do with the characters there and how serious they take that storyline and they kind of give it like this amazing throwback to like these seventies and sixties spy thriller movies. Yes, I just think it all comes down to how is the movie approached and how are like now these superhero movies are transcending into their own genres like yes mm-hmm. it is a superhero movie but like uh fox is taking uh, new mutants and they're making it very like a, a horror, horror movie, movie right yeah. yeah uh winter soldier was like a spy thriller infinity yeah. war was an original comic book movie with the big all the colors and everything and then you have uh, deadpool which is really more of a comedy than yeah. it is yeah. of a superhero movie. Yeah. So I feel and uh, uh, Logan was a was a drama yeah. about this guy who It was almost who, like neo-western too. Yeah, it was like, like a neo-western movie. drama yeah. exactly. But like I think that. I think um, So I think that the fact that they're approaching these actors is that they want to start bringing these nuances to these films because people don't I find as like the next steps that Marvel or any company should take when approaching a a, a superhero movie is like what is this more? It's more than just a a superhero movie. It's more than just here's an origin story. Here's yeah. why this guy yeah. decides to change the world, and they're going beyond that. Like Homecoming is the perfect example of a origin story that's not an origin story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a kid who decided to be Spider Man, but why are you continuing to be Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Was the moral of that movie mm-hmm. because of people like the Vulture that can necessarily mess up society right so it's like you have this power this is why you should use this power and it's more not like this is why i want to be a hero so i find it's like the greater good they're kind of going outside the box these movies and i think grabbing an actor like jake gyllenhaal to be such a like random villain like mysterio will just they'll make that character he's a well-written character but they'll make him 
crazy. I think they're going to really... They'll make them great in this movie. And I mean, a hero's only as good as his villain. So yeah, once, we, once we get a great actor who will understand and portray the villain properly, it'll give the hero something to do. And that, again, comes... Let's go outside the box. You know, we don't necessarily need to just be like, oh, it's just another superhero movie. Yeah, I feel right. like, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. I feel like the reason that I'm more disappointed, and I'm definitely not saying that superhero films are like devoid of value. Like, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think that they're sort of transcending genres at this point, And it's really, really cool. For me, it's like a little bit oversaturated, but that's just like my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. What disappoints me is that I find that a lot of actors who come into these roles their career is from then on defined by them playing a comic book character. And I think that an actor like Jake Gyllenhaal has had like a huge catalog of amazing performances before this. And mm-hmm. I feel like going forward after he plays, he's probably going to do an amazing job. It's going to be amazing, an amazing film. People are just going to associate him with that character. I, and I, I don't I know. Would, I, I don't know if I agree. I, are, I, you, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I disagree. I don't I know disagree. if it's for the same reasons, but disa- I'm going to say... Okay, I'll let you go. go cool. Sorry. I disagree because, like you mentioned, he's had such a tremendous mm-hmm. career prior. And I think like audience members like you know myself, Liam, and you, and even to your extent, it's we, we won't see him as a superhero actor. Me personally, I think this will just be like a little blip on his resume. Mm-hmm. And then he'll continue still doing those those like very deep dramas and indie films, you know? I... I don't know if I agree with that. I hope so. And I also, let's so. not forget. That's my fear. That's I'm like. That's my fear. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, I love him so much, and I'm just like, but I don't want him to be only known as like one thing. Like, I yeah, but Jake Gyllenhaal's a fantastic actor, mm-hmm. and then he did Prince of Persia, which was <laughs> yeah, true, a I disaster. We all make mistakes, <laughs> right? okay? Yeah. Right? Liam just said it. I he totally forgot, forgot about it. Yeah. Right. So mm. he can be forgiven because he's such a fantastic actor. I'm sure he doesn't yeah. need to be forgiven for this film. But he, did, I he does one of these movies, and then he does like ten. And you know what I mean? And then he does this great. to pay the bills yeah. and then okay. he does like, because he's okay. like oh now I can take these risks yeah. with these mm-hmm. I'm sure he movies. doesn't yeah, want to really it. play this role it's just more well I guess but then again does. I think he's I think he's in a point in his career where he gets approached with the script and he's he's pretty well off to say I don't want to do this mm-hmm. you know? yeah. like he could have easily said no to this yeah yeah but I'm sure the factors of Marvel being this juggernaut at the box office and mm-hmm. I'm sure like Fair the enough. actors get these crazy residual deals from the toys and everything so the deal is there, yeah. Yeah. and he's gonna do a great job at it. And yeah. Tom Holland's a great Spider-Man, yeah. so yeah, it's, for sure. I feel it's like just everything around it for him makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's already had the failure that was Prince of Persia, so he's like, yeah. okay, well, if I saw his through that, he can live well. through anything. Yeah, <laughs> and he bounced back from that. And look at Taylor enough, Kitsch; he never bounced back after John, John Carter of Mars. That. Yeah, so that is true. I feel like, uh, yeah, Jake, if you're a good actor, you'll bounce yeah. back. And cool. Jake Gyllenhaal's. Okay. And think of it like Tom Holland gets to work with friggin' Jake Gyllenhaal. That That's must like so cool. he's gonna be stoked about that. And for he's sure. a great actor. And he'll yeah. and I find good actors that work with great actors just become better. Yeah, they so. soak better, it, they yeah. soak it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the next story, a uh, little bit of a curveball here. Um Brock Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Michelle. Some people might say real life superheroes. Yes. Oh, yes. I Our like that. are gonna hate. Yeah, that, that might be interesting. <laughs> some will like, some won't. But um, y- y'all are probably wondering, uh, wait, y'all why are you probably. talking about the old president of the United States on cinephiles? Well, this is the reason. They signed a deal. The two of them signed a deal with Netflix, the streaming giant. Uh, on a multi-year deal to produce movies, uh, TV series, documentaries, docu-series, a whole slew of different content. Um, So that's the news. And it's pretty big news, but obviously a lot of conservative Republican fans 
aren't pleased with this. They're like, oh, this is BS. If you go through with this, I'm canceling my Netflix subscription. Sure they are. So <laughs> this, is, this is a thing. Um, clearly the Obamas are interested in the entertainment business. They have their own company, um, production company, I should say. But there are two names that you don't necessarily associate with the film business. So my question for you guys is, with all this outrage happening, was this a smart decision by Netflix or I, a bad one? I'd love to see like what they have in mind because this is so yeah. ambiguous. It's like what I can't really foresee like what this is going to be. Mm -hmm. But it's I find it weird. Um, Obama already has two like feature length movies about him. Yeah, and but I don't like, think he was involved in those, right? Like no, but they're like yeah. about his life. I think yeah. that was really bizarre. That like, but I feel like first of all. Michelle Obama, I love you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like obsessed yeah. with her. She is like yeah. the coolest lady ever. She has like such an interesting like origin story. Like if anybody follows her, <laughs> I thought you hated superheroes. We hated origin story about Michelle Obama. No, if you follow her on Instagram, you know that like you know she went to like an Ivy League school. She's like really well educated. She's an amazing, classy, incredible woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, obviously Michelle and Barack Obama, they have like a huge stake in you know, the state of the American people. And I think they have really, really interesting experiences and stories to tell. And I yeah. really don't think that it's going to be like, oh, yeah, here's a biography about Michelle Obama. Yeah. You know, they have like, I think, experiences as like African-Americans who, you know, just have lived in the United States and lived through everything that they've lived through. Right. Have interesting stories to tell. Yeah. You know, and I think that this is just another testament. Like we keep talking about this every week that like black creators and black, you know, influencers are just continuing to come to the forefront. Yeah. And I think that that is so important and such a good choice by I Netflix. I think this yeah. is going to be a really um, important milestone in like getting those kinds of stories told you know yeah. what I yeah. mean like I think like they'll probably greenlit a lot of like really interesting um stories about yeah. like um like people of color and stuff I also yeah. just think that they're gonna tell stories that other people won't through their experiences yeah. like yeah. Phoebe just said sure. so I think this is a great idea and because it's like a documentary series again I mean what they've experienced what they've seen in their time when Barack Obama was president and what Michelle Obama continues to do they inspire people they've yeah. changed the world Maybe we won't see it right away, but what they've done in just having that chapter in American history has changed things. For sure. oh, totally. It gives. So I think this is a great idea. And you know what? They have something to say, and they didn't get to say it fully. And I mean, if we're going to, like, yeah, well, sign it. But then again, you know, like, sign it. It's a great yeah. idea. They're going to create good content. Let's not forget, Ronald Reagan was a freaking actor before, and then he became president. <laughs> so so I find, like, Hollywood, well, they, Hollywood and politics go hand yeah. in hand. Yep. The host of The Apprentice is president yeah. now. There you go. You yeah. know, I mean, like, let's get realistic. True. Like, why are the you're going to cancel your Netflix subscription? Really? Just don't watch yeah. it. That's Just fucking a skip very it. good yeah. point. That's it's it. so true. Yeah. And I, I, should point out, uh, I should point out also that um, Barack Obama, there, in, in the article that this first appeared in, um, he had talked to some of his associates and they reported that he has no intention of using this platform as kind of a means to push any sort of political or democratic agenda. Because he's done so, with that. Yeah. yeah. So there I you think go. I mean, that that right there, I think, is like the main reason why so many conservatives are like worried. Like, oh, they're going to publish democratic stories. They're going to make Republicans look, yeah. make, make them look out to be stupid and this and that. But according to this quote anyways, uh, that doesn't seem they, to be exactly like, the case. Like the Obamas, like they basically ran pop culture for like eight years right yeah. like they like everything was like yeah like he was like a comedian he was like yeah. a 
they I have know, other stories change. to tell Amazing. than yeah, just well, about politics. And like politics. Barack Obama isn't only a politician. He's a father. He's a scholar. He's a yep. husband, yep. you know? And like Michelle Obama, it's the same thing. Yep. She has like so much going on. She's an advocate for women. She's an advocate for uh, black women. In, for health in, and stuff and like that. She did and that, everything. Like you know, they health. have so yeah. many interesting stories to tell. I think that it would be a miss if they only did, you know, stories that were politically driven because they have so 100%. much more to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And just because they signed this deal, like you said, doesn't necessarily mean that the only things they're going to be doing are yeah. producing content that's based on their lives yeah. mm-hmm. or their political be doing lives a whole bunch or of other even things. personal it could yeah. be you know I think maybe it's gonna they be produce a, a horror movie yeah. or something you know? <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of stuff cool. which is like produced by like Barack Obama yeah. Yeah. and their yeah. and their production house fronting the bill for other people's documentaries yeah, that's yeah. A, that's it's it. a it's a business move yeah. It's like what's we have a good name now in pop culture yeah. you know uh, we've produced a couple things and why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. If you've been successful in one aspect, why don't you take that and go for what else is he yeah. gonna do? He can't be president again. So yeah. he's yeah. like, you know, he's just his do next what he's step. Do, yeah. He's gotta yeah. do what he's gotta do. He's I, gotta... Uh, I was watching that between two ferns with him <laughs> for the for yeah. the cinephiles and it's yeah. so funny. He's like it's amazing. So great. He's hilarious when he's when he's on camera he's funny michelle obama is really funny yeah, too but both you know just when he's on like jimmy fallon he's slow jamming the news yeah. it's just like Amazing. it's really funny yeah he's got like such a good sense of humor like he's just like a very funny guy he looks yeah. like a true entertainer at heart and he's yeah. like how can i continue to do this and have a yeah. good time yeah let me become a producer let me let me maybe discover other people that have a message to send so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just to play. So we're all for it. Bottom line is yeah. that we're for it. I, More I, Barack than Michelle. <laughs> I will say this, though. Not not to play devil. Uh, to play devil. I was going to say, I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I'm not saying you're a devil. Words if are you're hard. a Republican supporter. <laughs> so maybe that's wow. not the best. That's not the best thing to say. But um, what a lot of conservative supporters have issue with as well is uh, the owner, the CEO of Netflix is um, a big supporter of the Democratic Party and has pushed his support for Barack Obama in the past. So that's also a reason why a lot of conservative fans are upset. Do Is that a reason to be kind of worried about this? Or In the end, the numbers don't lie. And Netflix is making the best move, uh, regarded, regardless if it's politically driven yeah. or really content driven. If stuff with Barack Obama, Barack Obama does <laughs> good, Barack Obama <laughs> uh, does good. I mean, like again, it's just a business move. This mm-hmm. is yep. the, this is the next step in their career. They want to become content producers. Mm-hmm. Right now, you want to be a content producer. The best contract you could nail. Is totally. a Netflix yeah. contract 100%. or a Disney contract? Yeah. So let's yeah. let's be real now. Yeah. This is the smartest move for them. I'm sure he just walked in and he's like, "Hey, I want to make uh, some shows," and everybody's like, "Sure, just take all <laughs> yeah. this money." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, great." So probably yeah. exactly how it went. <laughs> so you know what? I think this is great. It's a great idea. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they start producing. Yeah, sure. So Agreed, yeah. yeah, let's just. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in. Just a quick final note. You mentioned Netflix and Disney. I didn't read the whole article. I saw like a headline. Um, we'd have to double check this, but I think Netflix has officially become uh, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Valuable no. than Disney. So <sighs> Whoa. That's interesting. Oh, Disney's um, making crazy really yeah. Fact check that. We have to check that. So we we used from, to have a computer on the set. We did. Yeah. One episode. We had <laughs> one, one episode. episode. <laughs> so we go from talking about the former president and the former first lady to um, God. It's a, to, oh, <laughs> God boy. Itself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, there's n- nothing godly about this behavior here. I will say that. Um, it's a pretty dark story. Morgan Freeman, who, I mean, it's not a hot take to say most people loved. Morgan Freeman, most people huge actor, Morgan veteran. Yeah, yeah, huge actor, veteran actor. Um, he's the latest to be accused of sexual and uh, sexually inappropriate behavior, I should say. So he's the latest in Hollywood. 
Um, pretty disappointing to hear. This it story is. was uh, broken by CNN first. Uh, it was a big investigative uh, piece. Um, they talked to 16 people who came forward with the information, eight of whom were women claiming to be the victims. Um, so it's pretty, I mean, it's sad news. It, it's, um, the, the allegations range from anywhere between, you know, just like verbal abuse, kind of uh, verbally like unacceptable kind of behavior, sexually charged. Um, there's an incident where he was trying to lift a production assistant's skirt repeatedly um, and even asking, hey, are you wearing underwear under there? So it's like, unfortunate to hear. Um, but he has uh, responded. It took him a little while, but he has responded. I'll read the quote here. Um, this was through a spokesperson of his. He, uh, this is it. Anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows I am not someone who would intentionally offend or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. I apologize to anyone who felt uncomfortable or disrespected. That was never my intent. Um, so I guess what my question for you guys, I mean, we'll keep it simple here. Like, what do we, what do we think of these allegations? How do that, we feel? What were our first reactions? If you don't mind, Matt, I'll jump in first. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll, I'll Go set ahead. the rest out. <laughs> Hollywood is a ridiculous place full of ridiculous people making money in the most ridiculous way. Yeah. These girls are brave that came out and spoke up against uh, something like this. I think when any time something like this happens, it's very important that people speak out and yep. you, you know, as the person doing it, not me, but as a person doing it, if you did it 10, 15, 20 years down the line, if it comes back to bite you, you got to sit there and take it like a man. You did yeah. something wrong. Yeah. You assaulted these girls. Uh, not to say, oh, if I like his statement for me is full of shit. Mm -hmm. I'm it's sorry. Very, you you know, like, like, oh, I didn't know asking you if you had underwear on was going to yeah. offend you as a girl. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, while like, lifting it. Well, like, like mm -hmm. come on, that's come assault. On, it is what yeah. it is. It's Morgan Freeman. Am I disappointed? 100%. Yeah. You know, um, I yeah. love this guy. I mean, the first time I discovered him was in Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Oh, I love that. So movie, like, he was really very cool honest. there. Like, <clears throat> and ever since then, he was a very recognized. His voice is like you yeah, put a picture of Morgan Freeman next to anything you're reading. You're reading it in Morgan yeah. Freeman's voice. <laughs> very true. Like um, it just it sucks. And I mean, you know what? He did it. Yeah, take yeah. it like a man. And you especially because like. From what it, I think I read that like when he was shooting that movie going in style, yeah, um, it was like a like people were discuss like all like the women and stuff like that were discussing it on set, being like, yeah. yeah, like did you guys experience this? Yeah, which goes completely against like what he was saying. Like anybody who knows me, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. a lot like of people like who open, did, yeah, are discussing it. Exactly. It even happened on uh, the Dark Knight set as well, where a bunch of women yeah. and I mean not just women, but people on set, part of the crew, part of the cast would gather yeah. and be like, oh yeah. So, yeah, Morgan Freeman, he acts this way and he does this. It was always apparently a point of discussion whenever he was on set himself, which yeah. is super disappointing. Um, yeah, any other thoughts here? Uh, I mean, I think it's always disappointing when someone that, because I think we all know that Hollywood, people in Hollywood are, like, you know, held up on this pedestal and seen as, like, gods. And I think, like, Morgan Freeman in particular has become, like, an icon of cinema and pop culture because he's got this recognizable face and yeah. voice and... I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that he he conveys this aura of being a very gentle and soft person. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show that you can't, you know, take the way that someone conveys themselves as the truth. And it's really disappointing for everyone when someone that you idolize or someone that you, you know, you really look up to 
is taken off of their pedestal. And I think that like I had that same sort of disappointment when Kevin Space that happened with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Because he was someone that I idolized and yo, I was I was really disappointed. The real victims though are the people who were assaulted by this person. And it's you know, it's 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 really like you said, it's brave. That's that's literally the only thing that I can take away from this is that You know, if you're going to do stuff like that, be ready to be taken to task because now it's, it's happening. Yeah, so that's all I have to say. Totally. Um, just to play, I hate to say it again, but to play devil's advocate, um, you compare. I feel like you need a new expression. Yeah. <laughs> to, um, to compare what Morgan Freeman did. I mean, obviously terrible. You should never treat people like that. You should never treat women like that. Um, but if you're to take what he has done and compare it to, let's say, uh, things that uh, a Harvey Weinstein has done. Because I bring this up because you look online, all the comments, I'm even sure the comments on here are gonna be like, oh, he just said a few, you know, yeah, like yeah, stupid yeah. things. Uh, he didn't rape anyone. He didn't, you know, like lock anyone in a room sure, and do this yeah. and that. Um, so. I, I mean, I think that what you, the way that you have to see it in situations like this is that it's a cycle. Yeah. And that if you say, oh, you know, he lifted up her skirt and said, are you wearing underwear? It's not a big deal. And then it goes to he grabbed her and then it goes to he raped her. Okay. And you have yeah. to nip that kind of shit in the butt because it's not acceptable in yep. any form, like verbal harassment, physical harassment, none of it, because it's all a cycle of a rape culture that we all participate yeah, yeah. in and that I agree. we all yeah. live in. So go ahead and say like, well, it's not as bad. It's not as bad. Doesn't matter. No. He should still be taken to task. Because, and that's yeah. it. Because they'll keep getting away with it. Exactly. And then if they're like, oh, if I get away with this, I can up the ante a little bit. Let's see if I can get away with this. And because they're in such a high position of power, mm-hmm. people are afraid to say anything. They're going to lose their jobs, ruin their reputation, get blacklisted from, from Hollywood. So obviously people are too afraid to speak up and they're just going to, like you said, it's a cycle and mm-hmm. it's levels and it exactly. just keeps getting higher and higher. I think it's until, so scary that like, I yeah. think Hollywood is like not changing. Like I think they want to say that they're changing, but I think like I'm sure there's probably so many more like agents and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Going I just on, think it's like closed it door meetings and yeah. it goes back to what Phoebe said. I mean, if we don't stop this at the beginning, yeah, it's just going to get pre- like yeah. much worse. I, so yeah. again, I have to say it. Phoebe said it. We all said it. You do something wrong, you know, you, you got to be ready to you know, yeah. suffer mm-hmm. the consequences. Sure. Yeah. It sucks that it's Morgan Freeman. It sucks that he did this because it's like disrespectful, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, having worked on independent sets, you know, I see how hard these people work. Yeah. Um, and this is going to sound a little bit misogynistic, but I noticed that sometimes the girls and women on set work a little bit harder, you know, yeah. because they have to prove themselves because some of these professionals look down on them because of their, uh, of their gender. And mm-hmm. it sucks, you know, it really sucks. And these girls are brave, especially yeah. going after somebody like Morgan mm, Freeman. Definitely. It's, oh, you know, like you're going after a guy who has money, yeah. who can pretty much like bury you and like yeah. can be forgotten. And, but and is seen as yeah, like this in, perfect in, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, like he could have done anything. Yeah. In the eyes you of the know, public, he's, he's not a, the same. He's not a victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, of victim. course not. Nope. And him coming out with a statement like that is that yeah. yeah because how can you how can, how can you, you say, say like yeah. oh you know I, me, ne- I'm a pervert. I, I never I never meant to offend anybody by acting yeah. offensive and it's just a lazy apology. And it's a lazy just to, like, apology. Sort of speak to what you said about like Hollywood being like a dangerous place. I think that yes, it's like it's an inherently dangerous culture. If you mm-hmm. would like, I guess like. At this point, you know, everybody's being exposed. But I think, like, this is, like, it's, like, the... How do you say that? Like, the everybody's getting their comeuppance. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. then, the and then purge, when yeah. we move forward and we get to a point where we're, like, you know, we're rid of these 
people who are doing horrible things and we're like okay let's start fresh and let's yeah. tell new stories I, let's I, tell I, like different stories you know? i think it's like scary but i think like this is just the way that hollywood works is like on this like hierarchy of like power and i think yeah. that yeah. like what like regardless of, or i guess I'm, i don't know how i'm trying to word it's this. people chasing fame yeah and when you're chasing fame because you feel like you want to belong yeah and you have the money and the power to make someone famous yeah and you abuse it to give this person what they want it's just a shitty thing to do yeah. mm-hmm. and i feel like that's how it's been all the time yeah because of culture and how we hold up these yeah. celebrities like we just talked about martin scorsese before the cameras all and i said i wouldn't know what to do yeah. like, but he's just a regular yeah, guy. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, i think as long as long as these these powerful people are like at the top i think like nothing's gonna change right it's like yeah but then you I, see someone like harvey weinstein who's literally at the top of a hierarchy and but he's like think about, but like think about how many people are like on that same level yeah, but as him just that are not being people, it doesn't mean that it can never be eradicated like you just I have to go you. and continue yeah. going it's exactly. only been happening for a few months this me too movement yeah. like i feel like yeah, we, we're like giving it to, it's not like it's been going on for 10 years like it's yeah. like been going on for a few and months. i think it's something that it's been a long time coming and as long no, as people sure. can you know if you're gonna do that yeah. you're running like, i just think it's this is gonna sound stupid but if you're gonna do that you're running the risk to get caught and mm-hmm. if when you get caught you play it off like Oh, well, I didn't know it was gonna bother. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, like, I just think it's, it's like get over it. It's it's terrible. It's a shitty yeah. thing, but you gotta give you gotta give mad props mm-hmm. to these girls yeah. coming out For and sure. having positive role models going back to the other, like Michelle Obama and all these actors. Like, be strong. Yeah. Be strong because for the longest time we've like men have been I won't say belittling women, but yeah. like that's pretty much it. Yeah. And in the industry, it's it's run by men. It's it's equality. It's yeah. going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time and we're going to see some of our idols fall in the meanwhile, but hey, it's the casualties of war and this is a war <laughs> that has to be waged mm-hmm. or else, you know, it's creating too yeah. many. That's very well put, man. Um, yeah, just to, to, to finish on on this topic, I agree, Liam, there's there's still a ton of, of predators out there in Hollywood right now. There's probably a huge pool, but like you said, I, the ball is rolling now. People are getting their comeuppance. And you look at Ken. I, I don't want to butcher her name. Is Asia Argento or? Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, at Ken, she straight up took to the podium, and she's like, "I know there's there's a ton of you in this audience right now who are who are predators, and we're gonna get you. Mm-hmm. And it's time that we we stand up and we out these people, and we take this Me Too movement even yeah. more serious now. So, I, um, there you go. Sorry, I know you want to wrap up, but yeah. um, I just think it's like you never really know. You know, it's like we're like this shadowy Hollywood figure is so far away mm-hmm. from us that it's like, you never really know like what's going yeah. on, yep. in it, you know? And that's yep. what the scary part is for me. Yeah. And they worked hard to keep it that way. But, yeah, uh, know. you know, it's, uh, that anything cloak is coming Anything can be unlearned off. and anything yep. can be undone. There you so go. Sure. Let's just Absolutely. think yeah. about that moving I'm forward. Hopeful. Yeah. So um, that was a very intense way to wrap it up. But those were the three biggest stories of the week. Guys, thanks so much for your, your opinions. I know it was tough, but we did it. We got through it. Um, so we're going to take a little break now, and then uh, we're going to come back with The Cutting Room Floor, which are the stories that, that didn't quite make the cut in the original episode. Welcome back to the Cinephiles Extended Cut, and if you want to check this show out as an audio podcast, be sure to do that on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Um, so this is a segment called The Cutting Room Floor, where we discuss the stories that didn't quite make the cut. Um, we won't get into a big discussion about this, but I will say, um, on a slightly different note from the Morgan Freeman, um, Harvey Weinstein turned himself into authorities today in New York City, um, and they arrested him for a, a sexual misconduct against two women. So there's a victory in the Me Too <coughs> movement right there. I think That's we can all give a little bit of an applause great. for that. Um, so we'll switch things up a little bit, a little bit more Wrong. lighthearted news. Um, Idris Elba 
Um, the best. Has, I don't know if this uh, is lighthearted. It's a bit confusing. It's a bit. Con- you know, <laughs> we're what? all a bit like. It is a little bit confusing because that dude is hella handsome. And this, as soon as I said that, I shot myself in the foot. But I'm going with it anyways. Um, he's working with Netflix, and he's going to star and produce a film. Uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> so um, okay. I, I apologize of- <laughs> to the Hunchback. You're a beautiful soul. <laughs> I feel like this isn't that weird. I think we're just all associating it with the Disney version, right? Right. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> but I mean, yeah. What's going what? on? Like, I, I love Idris Elba. Like, I love him. He's mm-hmm. so cool. He's got like that... You know, he's suave, he's cool, he should have been James Bond. Are you blushing? You're yeah. turning a little red in the <laughs> no, cheeks Do you have a there. crush on him? Really no, I don't have a crush on him. Do I you just have think... a crush on beautiful Idris Elba? <laughs> I don't have a crush on him. Okay, stop. Anyway. I, um, I do. I have a crush on him. I have a crush on him, too. you guys have a crush on him. Maybe because uh, he's the bomb. Not okay. wrong. He is. Not Why wrong. is he the hunchback, though? But What's this movie going to be like? What is it going to be? We are assuming he's playing the hunchback. You said he was playing he is, the yeah, hunchback. Yeah, to star as ah, <laughs> to star as the hunchback. Unless there's well, a no, I, don't, I, don't I promise I next would, time I'm on, I will listen to your intro. <laughs> I would really rather see him as like what is, Count Frollo? Is it yes. Count Frollo? Count Fro- Fro- Froyo? The, the, Fro- yeah, the pervy priest is what you mean. Yeah, he yeah. would probably be cool in that role because he's like he's got that like villain tinge to him. You know, I what agree. I mean? Like I don't see him as like <laughs> what? yeah a as the hunchback Quasimodo. <laughs> Quasimodo, Imagine him yeah. just walking throughout the movie, like, <laughs> hun- like literally hunchback. It just wouldn't wouldn't work. He's too good looking for that. I'm very confused. This is um, Come, I feel the whole similar. point of the hunchback is I'm sorry I'm offensive, but the whole point is he's ugly, but it doesn't matter because he's beautiful on the inside. Matt, am is I wrong? Not pulling any punches. <laughs> um, okay, guys, on the record, I want you all know all to all, to all our listeners, Matt extremely hates hunchbacks. Clearly, <laughs> he is just. Anti Hunchback. So <laughs> so um, I feel so very similar no. about this news than I did about Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> it's confusing it's like, all why? around. Yeah, it's did, kind of did more they find, Did they find some like trend in in like Google searches that like Hunchbacks were really popular? Or, like <laughs> the Hunchback in Notre Dame was like really popular now. This is almost such a like people had like a fantasy <laughs> of like the Hunchback you, being like hot. Some people, sexy Idris Elba. For the people listening was. via podcast, I'm doing air quotes as I say some no. people because I think Phoebe had a little bit. Uh... No, that's not what I'm saying. Like you know how like sometimes people make like weird fan art. Like there was like that Star Trek. How some people make <laughs> oh weird fan art. Air quotes air again. Gone off okay. the rails. I'm done. I'm done. This no, Please continue. continue. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Next story. <laughs> what else did it make? This the has cut? been the weirdest <laughs> episode so far. I yeah, think. but I mean, that's what I was. It's, it's how do you how do you have a discussion about this? It's, the tone has shifted. Yeah, it has shifted. It's taken a dark turn. Um, I guess we just close it by saying, "Yo, Idris." I'm excited. I'm see it. I can't wait to see it. I'm definitely going to see yeah. it. We like you're you're not wrong. I have a crush on the dude. He's awesome. He's a great I, actor. You know, um, um, I'm sure he'll do good. He'll he'll do well. Good. I should say. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything with Idris Elba in it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Name me some of his roles. I don't think I've seen anything with him in it. You, you never kidding? watched the show Luther? No, Luther is phenomenal. I know of him, that. and I know like him well. He did the voice of uh, Shere Khan in the Jungle Book, didn't which was you didn't awesome. Didn't see it. It was okay. Beasts His of, performance uh, was really good. In the Beasts movie of okay. No Nation. Didn't see it. Beasts of No Nation. Thor. No. Thor. Thor. Two. Thor the Dark it. World. No. Thor Ragnarok. He's in Infinity War. Didn't you see Infinity War? Oh, I saw War? Infinity War. 
Okay, guys. Liam. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, Matt. we'll move on. Liam has upset me. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about I, that. We will Again. finish by saying, interesting interesting choice, Idris, um, but we're sure you'll do great. I believe in we you. Because you. you're, you're the best. You're I've very seen scenes with him in it. Liam needs to stop <laughs> <Move> talking. <on. laughs> We're moving on. Um, let's just jump to the new releases real quick. Um, Mary Shelley uh, was a, a, a play, a v- yeah. very famous play, coming out uh, in movie version starring wow. Elle Fanning. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it should be interesting. Elle Fanning is one of my favorite actresses in the business right now. She very had two talented. movies in two weeks in a row. Yeah, last week she had uh, How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Oh. I saw the trailer and it didn't look good. <laughs> The, uh, of Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley, yeah, oh. <laughs> I agree. It, that, I mean, I'm sure she's great in it. The the movie does kind of seem a little iffy. It did um, originally come out in 2017 through the like the um, the film festival circuit. Okay. So it has taken a long time to get distribution. So that should probably say a lot right there. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but again, audience, don't let us uh, impede you from seeing this if you so wish to do so. Um, but the big one, our man Manny has already seen it. Solo, a Star Wars story, is coming out. Today, Friday, came out kind of yesterday on Thursday yeah. for early sneak peeks. But, yeah, um, so that's the big one that will probably take yeah. first place at the box office. If you have oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I think Deadpool <laughs> I think Deadpool's going to be an unstoppable beast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, People are saying that Deadpool is supposed to surpass... Infinity War. No way. That's I'm impossible. just putting that on the table. I'm, so I'm, the people, I heard the that. people who said that. that are nonsense people. Okay. First of all, they didn't even take didn't into consideration it. that Deadpool two is rated R. So right there, that just alienates most like of the people going. The, yeah. That's a good point. Um, it's not gonna happen. Although it is doing really well at the box office. Um, yeah. I feel like saying a Star Wars movie is gonna do well at the box office is like. Obviously, yeah. but this is going to be like surprisingly low for. Is it would Star Wars it movie. would it be a sense? loss for Disney? Like, would it be a defeat no, if they didn't? No, they're they're gonna Deadpool? they're gonna make uh, they're gonna make their money. On but do this. they? But my, my, do they want to beat Deadpool? You think? I don't like, think. Is it no, I think they've they kind of written this off as being yeah. like. I think with all the production problems it had, they were like, and, let's uh, just get it out there. And they're yeah. like, let's get it out there and make sure it's not terrible. Give Ron Howard all the money and ask him to fix yeah. it. And uh, that's fair. He cool. saved that movie. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Cool. Nice. If it wasn't for old Ronnie, uh, <laughs> Happy Days, he's good in that show. He's a great director. Russ <laughs> sure. Gilman. Sure. He's. I always thought great he was kind of a, a, a little bit of a boring director. But he's, he's good, but he's no, like... He's good. I mean, he's fancy. just as good as Christopher Nolan. I think. He's like Spielberg light. No, I don't care. <laughs> Spielberg light. Yeah. Spielberg light. Anyways, yeah, I think, guys, I think that just about wraps up the show. Yeah. Um, so everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Cinephiles Extended Cut. Um, it's, Phoebe, oh. it's Phoebe's birthday this uh, Sunday. Oh, so everyone wishes Phoebe's birthday on oh. Sunday. She told me to bring it up. No, I didn't. Phoebe yes, turns did. 42, so <laughs> let's give her a little round of applause. 42. Happy birthday, <laughs> golf clap. Also, um, what I'd like to say, oh. Uh, oh. I just want to say, I just want to say you guys doing, are ruining my outro here. That you guys are doing a great job with these cinephile podcasts. Thank you. Thank I think you. they're really good. I always look forward to shooting them every Friday. Uh, Liam, Phoebe, Matt, and Justin, who's not here, I think you guys all do a great job. Wow. It's a good time. I just want to take the minute and say that wow. on air. I, I want to thank that. I want to thank Alex for switching for us in this episode. And I'm always flattered that you guys always come ask me when someone's missing to be on. <laughs> so I really like that. I really appreciate that. You guys all do a good job. Uh, a shout out to Eric and uh, Justin, who did an amazing job reviewing Deadpool. Uh, 
Wow. Uh, so go check that out. And I'm being played out while I'm being super nice to everybody. So go to hell, Matt. Thank you, every every um, employee at Watch Mojo. You're all great. Yeah, and thanks to Watch Mojo for giving us ridiculous jobs. It's, it's funny. As you did all of this, I was just like, man, Manny thinks this is an episode of SNL. He's a special guest. He's like, just want to thank everyone here. Shit, do your outro. Here, I'll do it. Do it. Yeah, please do it. I will say thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for checking out the extended cut. And be sure to subscribe to Mojo Talks, where you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. There's words missing in this. No, there's not. No, there's not. I'm terrible <laughs> at reading. Here you go. Uh, so on that note, guys, thank you very much for, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our Mojo Talks YouTube channel for the video version of The Cinephiles Extended Cut.